Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. I am back. Welcome. It's Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number, 877-973-7425. Happy birthday to Philip. Uh, all of you who know him can light up his phones and say, I wished him a happy birthday on air. I specifically didn't text him this morning because I figured I'd let all of you bother him while he's on vacation. <laughs> I did the show notes today, by the way, and they track the way I intend to do the show. Uh, so if you want to subscribe, text DATA to 33777 and sign up for the show notes, uh, and and you can get them. They, they just hit my inbox, so they'll hit your inbox, and we got to deal with the breaking news. There's actually several bits of breaking news happening out of the gate. Uh, Tom Emmers looks set to be the Republican uh, speaker Designee, um, you know, I wasn't sure he could pull it off given uh, Trump's opposition to him, but um, some guy named Muser dropped out. Gary Palmer got no votes. Uh, Pete Sessions of Texas uh, only got eight votes. Whoever Bergman is didn't do well. Scott Hearn didn't do well. Donalds, Byron Donalds, wound up dropping out. It left um, Mike Johnson and Tom Emmers, and Emmers looks like he's winning. So um, that's the interesting. Um, Bobert voted for her, and she didn't vote for Byron Donalds. Matt Gates supported Tom Emmer. Uh, Donalds supported Johnson after dropping out. It's it's looking like it's going to be Emmer's, who's more moderate than Kevin McCarthy, which is impressive. We'll get to that news and break it down here in a little bit. The votes are still being tabulated on this last one, but there's other big breaking news. In Georgia, Jenna Ellis has pled guilty, uh, claiming that she relied on lawyers with more experience than her and, quote, if I knew then what I know now, I would have declined to represent Trump in these post-election challenges. I look back on this experience with deep remorse. She has pled guilty to making false statements in particular particular the charge which is not a rico charge it's a new charge drafted specifically for her to take a plea deal she pled guilty to knowingly willingly and unlawfully making false statements about election fraud she'll serve five years probation 100 hours of community service and pay five thousand dollars in restitution to the georgia secretary of state's office she agrees to testify truthfully when called provide documents and other evidence, refrain from posting about the case on social media, and pin an apology letter to Georgia voters. Now, you should know the statements that she says are false. Some of you will continue to believe they are true. Under oath in court, Jenna Ellis says these statements are false statements, that at least 96,600 mail-in ballots were counted in the November 3rd 
presidential election in Georgia, despite there having been no record of those ballots having been returned, that 2,506 felons voted illegally in the presidential election in Georgia, that 66,248 underage people illegally registered to vote before their 17th birthday in Georgia, that at least 2,423 people voted in the presidential election who were not listed as registered to vote, that 1,043 people voted who had illegally registered to vote using a post office box, that 10,315 or more dead people voted in Georgia, that the Fulton County election workers at State Farm Arena ordered poll watchers and members of the media to leave the tabulation area on the night of November 3rd, 2020, and continue to operate after ordering everyone to leave. According to uh, Jenna Ellis, those statements were all false statements. She has sworn in court that they are false statements. She raised uh, $216,000 to fund her campaign, but to, to fund her defense. But let's be honest here. Jenna Ellis is pleading guilty in large part because she doesn't have the money. Donald Trump decided because Jenna Ellis is backing Ron DeSantis to not fund Jenna Ellis's defense. The result is it put her in a precarious financial position, and she has had to plead guilty in large part to make it away. Yes, in our judicial system, in our legal system, some innocent people will plead guilty because they can't afford the cost of litigation. She had a number of lawyers. Um, by the way, it, just for perspective here, one of her lawyers is my next-door neighbor, and two of her lawyers work across the street from my office uh, in middle Georgia. They're great lawyers, uh, good defense attorneys. Uh, her her primary defense counsel handling the co constitutional litigation, I guess I shouldn't say primary, but her, her handling the constitutional side of arguments, my neighbor was my constitutional law professor, and lest he forget it, my highest grade in law school and the highest grade in my class, 98% in my constitutional law class. Just want him to remember this because I know he's going to listen. <laughs> yes, I got a 98 in con law, people. Now, let, let's, let's stretch all this out. Here's the problem for Donald Trump now. Sidney Powell has pled guilty. Uh, Kenneth Chesborough has pled guilty. Scott Hall, the bail bondsman, I'm sure he and Donald Trump never talked. There, there's no problem there for Donald Trump necessarily, other than the way RICO works in Georgia. Uh, but uh, Chesborough says he never believed Donald Trump's stolen um, election stuff anyway. And now Jenna Ellis, who was a low-level lawyer for Donald Trump, I don't know how much time she spent with Donald Trump. The problem is all these people are now pleading guilty and will testify in court. And no one in Trump's team filed any motions to object to attorney-client privileged information coming out. They, so these lawyers have now entered plea deals, pleading guilty, promising to testify against other defendants, and no one objected, filed an objection, even litigated the issue of attorney-client privilege. They may still try to do that, but the time to do it was before these people pled guilty. It'll undoubtedly still be litigated, but I have a hard time seeing 
how they advanced the argument successfully when they waited until after these people pled guilty and agreed to testify. There are one of the things you learn going through law school is that there's timing to everything, and and some things uh, are rendered moot because you didn't file an objection or make a motion that should have been out of the gate with all these lawyers being uh, charged to say, hey, this is attorney-client privileged information. You can't go after them, and they didn't do it before the plea deals were entered, and these people agreed to testify. That will complicate things for Donald Trump moving forward because the district attorney will be able to say, hey, he never opposed. He never objected. He never even filed a motion about attorney-client privilege. He should have done that pretty quickly. We've now entered guilty pleas. These guilty pleas are premised on these people testifying. They did not object to testify. They did not object to attorney-client privilege information. Therefore, the time to object is over. That's going to be a pretty good argument. Whether you look at someone like Jen Ellis, as I do, and say she pled guilty because she couldn't afford to keep up a defense or not, she pled guilty to making false statements. And a number of those statements are statements that Donald Trump himself echoed that she is now saying in court under oath are false statements. Similarly to Kenneth Chesper, similar to Sidney Powell. So you have all of these lawyers now saying these are false statements. Think about uh, David Schaefer, one of the defendants. He was the chairman of the Republican Party in Georgia, the uh, who, who at the time did make a big deal out of the Fulton County State Farm Arena thing. Here now are as Trump's lawyers saying that uh, the statement that Fulton County election workers at State Farm Arena ordered poll watchers and members of the media to leave the tabulation area on the night of November 3rd, 2020 and continue to operate after ordering everyone to leave – they're now saying that's a false statement. I don't know whether, uh, given the way they charge Schaefer, if that that can now be tied against him. But you've now got presidential a presidential lawyer who's pled guilty. You now got uh, Sidney Powell on the outside pled guilty. You got Chesbro who arranged the alternate electors pleading guilty. I suspect this is all because Fonnie Willis wants to try to get these others to plead guilty as well so that she can go after the big guys, Giuliani and Trump, and the others are somewhat expendable. Whether or not she can, I don't know. Whether or not these individuals who haven't pled guilty yet have the financial resources or Trump is providing the resources, it's going to be very costly for Trump as well. Keep in mind, Trump's uh, financial disclosure showed $36 million on hand, but a lot of that was transferred back from the super PAC to pay lawyers' bills that were paid after the disclosures came out. So the best guess from a lot of people is Trump really he's starting to bleed his resources dry on the campaign trail to pay the lawyers. Here's the reality. The courts are not set up to handle cases with 19 defendants all going to trial together. It's too cumbersome. It's too unwieldy. So the DA has every incentive to take pleas and to make pleas and to drive up the cost of litigation to induce pleas to whittle down the number of people in the trial. She wants to whittle this down to Trump and Giuliani, I bet. And everyone else she gets to plea makes it more effective for her to be able to go after Trump. I was talking to a friend of mine, Phil Holloway. He's a defense attorney, used to be a prosecutor in Georgia. 
uh, helping me uh, do a podcast kind of going in depth on this. And Phil noted that she really wants Giuliani. She really wants Trump. And she is working hard, according to his sources, to get other people to take pleas. And what is very notable is she's not charging any of these people with RICO in the pleas. None of them are taking pleas on RICO. They're taking pleas on other things, but their testimony can still be used against the others in the case to build their RICO case. So all of you are interested in what does this look like for Donald Trump? Let me just tell you something that may shock you. This case probably doesn't go to trial for three to four more years. I know everyone's thinking this this coming year. Even Fawny Willis has braggadociously said it could be done in the coming year, but it can't. Because this is a state case that comes after the federal cases and the New York case. They're going to be tried in order and the federal cases take precedence. So as long as the federal cases are going on and Trump's lawyers are tied up there, they're not coming to Georgia. The judge will give them a pass until those cases are resolved. Then when you do come, there's lots of pretrial litigation. There will be motions. They will challenge attorney-client privilege. I don't think it'll do them any good at this point, but they'll challenge it and a lot of other things, a lot of lots of other things. That's going to drag out the cases because you're then going to have appeals. Those appeals will wind their way to the Georgia Supreme Court. They'll make their way back. That's going to take a long time to happen. We're years away from this case going to trial. If Donald Trump runs for president and loses or runs for president and wins, he's precluded from running again if he wins, and he probably won't if he loses. He'll have a hard time raising money for future presidential campaigns to be able to fund these things. That's part of the problem here for Trump. Let's say in Donald Trump's best-case scenario, he wins the presidency. He's then precluded from running again. He'll only be allowed constitutionally four more years. Now I know the left says, oh, well, he'll just ignore that. Well, he can't. He really can't. That's that's left-wing fear, but it's not legit. He can't ignore the uh, term limits of the Constitution. He'll then be precluded from running for president again, which means he can't fundraise for his presidential bid, which means he can't fundraise to pay off the legal bills of a case that's still going to be dragged out, in which he'll have lawyers, his own lawyers, testifying against him. This becomes a financial bear for Donald Trump, even if it doesn't become a litigation bear for Donald Trump. The problem for Trump, though, is now He'll be in a state-level case for which there's no federal pardon, and the governor in Georgia, regardless of who it is, can't pardon him because of the laws of Georgia. And he'll have to fight this out with a jury where his own lawyers are required to testify against him, and he'll have to hope a jury doesn't find him guilty. And that's possible, but is it a chance you want to take? Because it's Jenna Ellis pleading guilty, who was on his legal team, the burdens for Trump go up. Even if a jury doesn't find him guilty, it drags it out and drags up the cost for the president to defend himself. That's the reality of the bottom line. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425. We have more breaking news happening right now, this time in Washington. Tom Emmers, the House whip, for the GOP, he was the chairman of the National Republican Congressional Committee in 2022. He's got 117 votes 
Uh, Mike Johnson in 97 votes. There were five other votes cast, one present. He's actually got fewer votes than Jim Jordan got last week. He wants a roll call vote now to see if he is close to getting 217 Republicans to support him. So whether or not he wants to proceed with it, uh, what a debacle this is. At some point, the GOP will look like it can't govern if they can't agree on a speaker. Notably, uh, Matt Gates has supported Tom Embers, which is interesting because Embers is actually more moderate than Kevin McCarthy on social issues. Embers voted uh, to recognize gay marriage, among other things, uh, and a lot of social conservatives opposed him because of that. Gates supported him, and we'll see where this goes. It's going to be an interesting path forward uh, for the Republicans um, if they can't get agreement on who to be Speaker of the House, even though a majority of them have signed statements pledging support for whoever the top vote-getter was. We don't know if that is actually going to hold up. Um, We'll see. Uh, A lot of conservative antagonists, including um, what Steve Bannon and others are opposed to Embers because he supported funding Ukraine and he voted to certify the 2020 election as legit, didn't contest it. So uh, some people very unhappy, Donald Trump, including who opposed Embers. We'll see how this proceeds. We'll keep an eye on it. Now, I got to tell you about the Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack. You can get three of them. I mentioned, so uh, on Sunday, I was in the doctor's office, and they, they didn't have, they weren't using it, but they clearly have them, uh, the Eden Pure Thunderstorms. They wipe out odors. They get rid of the dust, the pollen, the bacteria, the stuff floating in the air. They really shine in eliminating odors, smoke odors, pet odors, litter box odors, cooking odors, musty odors, mildewy odors. They wipe out those odors. You can get three of them and paint odors, which is probably why they had them there because uh, it's a new place. You can get three of them for less than $200. EdenPureDeals.com. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code on the front page of the site is just my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. You'll get three Eden Pure Thunderstorms, one for upstairs, downstairs, your basement, your RV, your travel bag, like I keep mine in my travel bag in case I get a rental car where somebody's been smoking it. You can plug it up with a USB cord and a USB outlet, or you can plug it into the wall. Packs a wall up and it works. Get three of them for less than $200. You go to EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code is ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at EdenPureDeals.com. Get cleaner air today with the Eden Pure Thunderstorm. Greetings. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the United States. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Just real quick, should explain my absence from yesterday. Thank you to Alan Sanders, by the way, for being able to step in for me. On Saturday, Saturday afternoon, my wife told me I needed to clean up our guest bedroom. And I immediately got very tired and decided I didn't feel good. And I took a nap. (laughs) So my nap lasted from Saturday afternoon around 2 until sometime Sunday. I mean, I slept basically 24 hours and woke up. And I thought I had something stuck in my ear and there was nothing there. And she's like, there's something clearly wrong with you. And it's like, I I don't want to clean the guest's bedroom. That's what's wrong with me. She's like, you got you got a busy week. I got to do a big thing on on Thursday night in Atlanta, and um, so she said you need to go to the doc in the box. You can't wait for the doctor on Monday. So I went. I felt fine. I was just tired, 
and I had something in my ear. Well, it turns out I got a sinus infection and a double ear infection. It's like I'm 12 years old again. I literally, I mean, I'm I'm snapping. I can barely hear out of my right ear. I've got so much fluid in, in my ear. Uh, I just, so anyway, so uh, they told me I couldn't drive for 24 hours because my balance was off. I need to let the antibiotics kick in. So that's why I wasn't here yesterday. I felt fine. I really felt fine. The problem was if I stood up, I fell over. Um, it just, it was so wild. I, like I'm 12. When's the last time you had an ear infection and a sinus infection? Uh, a little bit of a sore throat, but I, I feel totally fine. My energy just by the afternoon, my energy is gone. Um, so I'm on antibiotics. I'll be fine. I'm actually doing an event in Atlanta on Thursday night at the Governor's Gun Club in Kennesaw, Georgia. It's a great charitable event with a great organization. Uh, those of you who are listening to me on WSB or really any of my Georgia affiliates, if you want to come down, um, it's a great, great uh, event. Uh, it's called This Stuff Matters. It'll be at the Governor's Gun Club in uh, Kennesaw, Georgia, off um, Cobb Place Boulevard. If you text DATA to 33777, you can you can RSVP. There's still time for you to come uh, be a part of it. So you can hang out with me on Thursday night at the Governor's Gun Club. It's a great facility anyway. Uh, would love to have you there. Now, I, I got to move on. I want to take some phone calls before I switch gears here on the idiot at the White House, not the president. Um, let's go to Richard's call. Richard, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Eric. I have a question about Jenna Ellis and Sidney Powell, Mm -hmm. if they testify in court, um, could they be disbarred for disclosing client, uh, attorney client information? Uh, no, if, if a court orders you to testify, uh, you can't be disbarred when the court orders you to testify, you could be disbarred and Powell may be disbarred, uh, for advice given uh, when it came to the 2020 election and the handling of it. But if a court orders you to testify, you're not going to be disbarred for complying with the court's order to testify. Okay, thank you. Yep, absolutely. Good- uh, you, you too. Um, have a great day. Yeah, listen, uh, I think there's 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 actually a, a proceeding to disbar City Powell. I don't know about the Jenna Ellis situation and uh, my interpretation of the, the Ellis situation, I, I'm, I'm sympathetic to Jenna Ellis, frankly, um, because she was a young lawyer with a high profile, uh, client and she was at the bottom of the totem pole and they've essentially thrown her under the bus along the way. She was not a, a, a lawyer, like at the top of her game, she was a, a younger lawyer and having been an elections lawyer, Myself, as a young election lawyer, I understand what that's like. Um, you've, you've got people with more expertise over you you're learning from, and she's kind of the sacrificial lamb. And the reality in her case is that uh, I don't actually think she's guilty, but she pled guilty because she did not have the money to, to pursue this litigation. She was not a wealthy person. And this litigation is probably going to go on for years. And and by the way, back to this attorney-client privilege information stuff, uh, several lawyers I've talked to now have all said they cannot understand why Donald Trump's lawyers did not immediately go to court and file an objection to the revelations of attorney-client privilege information. Uh, the only thinking in one case is that uh, to do that with Sidney Powell, they would have to acknowledge she was his lawyer. But with Rudy, with Kenneth Shesper, with Jenna, Jenna Ellis, uh, they should have done it immediately and may now be precluded from doing so. And I do want you to understand this. And listen, I realize every lawyer has an opinion, dime a dozen. Um, but I, I'll, I'll give you this from my vantage point. 
the very first thing you do is say, hey, these are my lawyers. You, you can't uh, get attorney-client privilege information from them. And if you don't make that motion out of the gate, you can in court be precluded from making objections later that you would not be precluded from making in the beginning because of timeliness. Why does this matter? Because you know in a 19 person case, this is just law. You may not know this. I'm talking to those of you. I'm pretending you're a lawyer. If you're a lawyer, you understand courts aren't set up to handle a trial with 19 defendants. So the goal of the district attorney is going to be to get as many of the defendants to plead guilty and to do so as expeditiously as possible. Therefore, if you're a high-profile defendant in this case and all of your lawyers are being uh, charged with crimes with you, you out of the gate want to file a motion to say you can't get any of the client attorney-client privilege information. And they didn't do that. They didn't do that. So because they didn't do that, and now you've got pleas from Chesborough and Ellis, who arguably were lawyers for the president, Sidney Powell, who maybe was, Trump one time claimed she was on Twitter, but then denied she was. It was obvious the goal of charging this many people was to get them to plead. Now, you may say it wasn't obvious, but you're not a lawyer. To all the lawyers out there, you know it's one of the things that the prosecutor's going to try to do. And so you need to be expeditious in filing a motion to suppress any attorney-client privilege information before they start getting these guilty pleas in. I mean, you knew Powell was going to trial. The trial date was upon you for Chesper. You had to file a motion before trial, and you didn't do it. And so if you try to do it now, there's a legitimate argument that you can't do it. What you could have done at one point, you cannot now do because the prosecutors relied on your not making the motion to proceed in a certain way. In the same way, prosecutors may be precluded from making motions in the future if you relied on their behaviors. The prosecutor can say, well, look, we were going, we were literally a day from picking a jury in the Chesborough case, and there was still no motion to suppress attorney-client privilege information. Therefore, you can't do it now because we've structured plea deals around the testimony. We know what the testimony is, and you didn't object to it. And that's a very legitimate argument for the prosecutor. And again, if you're not a lawyer, I understand. You can say, how is this possible? If you are a lawyer, you understand timing matters in a lot of uh, – so many aspects of the law are about uh, timing. The doctrine of latches, the doctrine of the statute of limitations – I mean, for God's sakes, the, the law of perpetuities uh, or law against perpetuities, uh, all of these things revolve around the times. There are times where things are legal and there are times when they no longer apply because you dawdled, because you took time, because you didn't respond in time. The law is based on time. And so if you don't respond timely, if you don't make timely objections, you lose your right, even though at one point you would have had the right because you dawdled, you lose the right. And in my mind, Donald Trump has now lost the ability to make a motion to object to the revelation of attorney-client privileged information from Ellis Powell and Chesborough because they were headed to trial 
Powell and, and Chesper were, and he never objected. And now they've got these pleas, and it was obvious that's where this was headed. And he never said anything before the pleas were entered. So now the prosecutors relied on the guilty pleas and no objection to what they could say to move the rest of the case forward. I There was a timeliness here. In the very same way, like this trial in New York on the businesses, where his attorneys never filed a motion for a jury trial or never checked the box. All they had to do on a forum was check the box to say, yes, we want a jury trial. And they didn't do that. And so by the time Trump got there and says, I can't believe we don't have a jury. Well, you lost your ability to request a jury because your lawyers didn't check the box. That you're not suing them for malpractice suggests you consented to it as well. I mean, th- there are there are rules of procedure in court, people. You, you can go read those rules of procedure. You may not understand them all if you're not a lawyer, but there literally is a book called the Federal Rules of Civil Procedure, and there is a book called the Georgia Rules of Civil Procedure, and one for Federal Rules of Criminal Procedure, and one for Georgia Rules of Criminal Procedure. And they outline the process and the timing and the mechanisms and the motions and and the order of events and, and the flow and how to file the documents and, and how to respond to the documents and the timings by which all these must be done. You just got to follow those rules. And, well, I think they've kind of lost their right to file objections at this point in some cases. Pierce, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show. Hey, Eric. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. You're talking about the clown in the White House. How about the clowns in the House of Representatives? (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's, you know, I'm just a, I'm just an old truck driver, you know, and I just read and look and I'm thinking there's 300 and what, 32 million people in America and the House of Representatives, the Republicans are allowing one person to so divide them they can't agree on anything. Because you got never Trumpers, only Trumpers, and then you got the ones in the middle just wanting to do the house get get things going again. Yeah, look, I, I mean, it, here's part of the the path moving forward today. Let me put this in perspective on on this Emmer's fight. Uh, so Tom Emmer is the whip for the House of Representatives. He's gotten fewer mm-hmm. votes from Republicans today than Jim Jordan got last week. Uh, six people voted for someone else today that wasn't even a candidate uh, for the position of speaker. And you can only lose four votes. So I don't know I don't. that they can find a speaker. My thing is, if they had been smart, really, Ryan Donaldson would have been a great pick for several reasons. I think he could have worked with the Democrats on things, get them to do concessions, but he would have been the Republicans would have voted in the first African-American Speaker of the House. How would that work when you're out campaigning to get the minority votes to come into the party? Hey, look, this is what we have, and here we are. We're inclusive. Look, I, you like know, Pierce, I, I'll give you another one. Uh, take Steve Scalise, yeah. who lost. Uh, Scalise yeah. literally was gunned down by a Democratic activist and survived. Uh, good luck getting Steve Scalise uh, to go for gun control and good luck defending your gun control argument against a man who was nearly gunned down by a left-wing wackadoo. Uh, I mean, yeah. you're talking optics. There's another big fight there. Pierce, look, I, I appreciate the phone call. And, and yeah, Byron Donalds would have been uh, the first black speaker of the House of Representatives, would have been Republican. Uh, those who care about optics uh, deeply care about that one. And and in, in taking phone calls, I haven't gotten a chance to go after Kareem Jean-Pierre, the dim-witted White House press secretary, press secretary, but I intend to because, my gosh, this woman is an idiot and needs to be exposed and mocked and laughed at. 
But before we get there, I got to tell you, the holiday season, I actually did a, so I've got a, a, an advertiser in the Metro Atlanta area on my flagship station, Frugal Kitchens. It's actually kind of a cool concept. They, they come in and they can swap out your whole kitchen in a week. I mean, that you can, that you pick out the cabinets and everything and, and in a week, boom, you got a brand new kitchen. And I had to do a holiday ad for them. It's like, how am I doing a, it's not even Halloween. I mean, we're near there, but so I'm, I had to record a, a holiday ad for them. And the holidays are actually upon us, and it's going to be here quicker than you know, and some of you do a lot of shipping. And if you want great discounts and you don't want to deal with the holiday lines at the post office or UPS, consider Stamps.com. I'm a 20-year customer of Stamps.com. You manage orders on the go. You use a mobile app. You can schedule package pickup. You can seamlessly connect every major marketplace and shopping cart out there. Because you got an Etsy store or something like that, I'm telling you, Stamps.com can help you. You can get 84% off UPS and, and post office rates. You automatically find the cheapest options. You automatically find the fastest options, whichever you want to do. And you get access to the post office UPS services from your computer or your mobile device. All you need is a computer or mobile device and a printer. And when you're low on supply, Stamps.com can take care of you there, too. So listen, over a million businesses, including mine, use Stamps.com. If you want to get ready for the holiday rush, consider going to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone and put in Eric, E-R-I-C-K. You'll get a four-week trial, free postage, and a free digital scale. You have no long-term commitment, none. You have no contract to sign, none. You go to Stamps.com, you click the microphone, you put in my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. You start saving on your shipping today. You can even arrange pickup at your home or office so you can skip the holiday lines. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are in the nation, if you are a business and your business, if you, well, you're in charge of the finance of business, you yourself are not. But nonetheless, you know what I mean, and you want to grow your business, you're buying a franchise, you're building a building, you're buying a building, things like that. That's what First Liberty does. If you need $250,000 or more because you see opportunity for your business and banks are giving you the runaround, reach out to First Liberty, see if they can help you. FirstLibertyGA.com, FirstLibertyGA.com, and uh, tell them I sent you. See if they can help you. By the way, I would like to say hello to the fine folks at uh, Sky, W-S-K-Y in Gainesville, Florida, uh, our newest affiliate. Glad to be on the radio in Gainesville. Uh, We continue to grow around the country, and all of you, by the way, can take advantage of First Liberty uh, wherever you are in the country. They help businesses all over the U.S., including Hawaii and Alaska. Now, I got to play you this audio, and we'll spend a little more time on this when we come back. But this is Corrine Jean-Pierre. Listen to this at the White House press conference. This level of concern right now about the potential rise of anti-Semitism in light of everything that's going on in Israel. So a couple of things. Um, look, um, uh, we have not seen uh, any credible uh, threats. I know there's been always questions about uh, credible threats. Uh, and so... I uh, just want to make sure that that's out there. But look, uh, Muslim and those perceived uh, to be Muslim have endured a disproportionate uh, number of hate-fueled attacks. And certainly President Biden understands that many of our Muslim, Arab, 
Arab Americans and Palestinian American loved ones and neighbors are worried about the hate being directed at their communities. And that is something you heard the president speak to in his uh, in his address uh, just last last Thursday. And so uh, one of the things that the president has done is directed his team, uh, uh, Homeland Security team, to prioritize prevention uh, and disruption of any emerging threats that could harm the Jewish, the Muslim, uh, Arab Americans, or, or any other communities. And that is something that the president has sought to do and, and since day one. As okay, I'm just going to stop it here. She's asked a question about anti-Semitism. Let me give you a fact. Jews make up 2% of the American population, 51% of ethnic and religious-based hate crimes are against Jews in this country, 51%. A majority of hate crimes in this country are directed towards Jews, and they only make up 2% of the population of the country. Where are Muslims on the list? 15th, 15th. Christians rank higher than Muslims on uh, hate attacks in this country. Jews are number one. The White House press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, who, by the way, is a Palestinian sympathizer in her private life, decided to take a question about the rise of anti-Semitism in this country and do a, oh, poor, pitiful Muslims. You know, Norm MacDonald, when he was alive, the comedian, he put up a tweet that has been proven right by so many Democrats. Let me read you the tweet he put up. This is back in 2016. What terrifies me is if ISIS were to detonate a nuclear device and kill 50 million Americans, imagine the backlash against peaceful Muslims. They have become the Norm MacDonald joke. That was meant as a joke by MacDonald, a joke that gets to a harsh truth. We have anti-Semitism on the rise in the United States, and this White House wants to placate the Muslims. Why? Because anti-Semites have taken over the Democratic Party, including behind the White House's bully pulpit. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.